Welcome to the Home Building Hero, where we make you the hero in your new home. I am your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you all for tuning in today. Our topic today is the 10 things to consider before buying vacant land. Okay, so you've made the decision you want to build a home and you're looking for that perfect lot. Here are 10 things you guys need to know about or you should consider before you make that purchase. All right, first thing, this is always the most important, location. Location is everything. If you pick a bad location and you have a long commute to work, you got to deal with that every day while you live on that property. So keep that in mind. You also need to make sure that you're considering not only that location, but the location of other things around it. Your schools, your access to grocery stores, areas that you go to for entertainment, restaurants, anything like that. You want to make sure that the things that you like to do, things that you like to eat, the places you like to go are in somewhat decent proximity to where you're going to live. Now, some people may like to drive a half an hour into work every day, and maybe that's their their downtime or their their personal, you know, mental prep time. But for most people, you know, a long commute is not going to be a very good thing, and it's going to make living there very, very uncomfortable for a long time. So location, 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 as they say in real estate, it's very important. The second thing you're going to consider before buying vacant land is to evaluate the cost. Now, again, this seems pretty simple, but again, you want to make sure that you know um, what you're going to be getting into when you buy this lot. So some of the expenses that you're going to incur, you know, not only the cost of, you know, land surveys and building permits and things like that, but you've got to really look at all, all those things and say, okay, is this a place that I can afford to build my new home on? And of course, this is the point where I recommend choose a builder and or maybe even one or two builders at this point and have them look at the lot and give you some estimates on the site improvement costs before you buy it so that you're not surprised. You don't want to buy something and have a bad surprise because it's always harder to resell that vacant lot later and it might be something that you're stuck with for a while. The third thing I recommend before buying a vacant lot is to look at the zoning restrictions. And especially if you're buying something in Wisconsin here that's near a lake, a river, or a stream, you're going to have a shoreland zoning that you have to deal with, which means an extra permit that you have to get. Uh, But also just look at the zoning in general so that if there's anything um, that you know, affects your property. Maybe the property next door is zone commercial um, and you're residential. Do you want that? Even though there's nothing next to you six months from now, two years from now, um, it could be changed into something that you don't want. So make sure that you're looking at the zoning, not only of the property that you're going to buy to make sure it's residential, but then the neighboring properties around it. So you know what you're getting into. It's very important to do that. You can go into your county and find out what the zoning is. A lot of uh, areas as well have a online map that will allow you to zoom into a section and see what the zoning is of the property, not only the one you're looking at, but the property around you as well. The fourth thing you're gonna wanna consider before buying vacant land is to look at ordinances and covenants. These would be like your building restrictions, okay? So looking and seeing what those deed restrictions are for that subdivision. If you're not buying in a subdivision and you're just buying a vacant piece of farmland, there still can be 
municipal restrictions on the size of the building, the setbacks, those type of things. So building restrictions cover a lot of different things. They can cover the size of the home, how far back you set the home off the lot. It covers things like um, what type of pitch or height your roof is going to be, what type of building materials you you know are required to use on the home. Uh, it requires potentially um, the number of windows and where they're located, if you need to put window grids on them, what the appearance is going to be on the sides and the front of the home. It may even say, you know, you have to have a certain percentage of stone or masonry. It might even dictate how much masonry you have to put and how it wraps around the home. So there's a lot of things in there. And then beyond that, not only just the building restrictions, but there also can be restrictions on the use of the property. So it may say you can't park cars outside for longer than 24 hours, or you're only allowed to have two dogs, or you may only be able to put an in-ground swimming pool in, or no fences, or fences up to this height. So there's a lot of different restrictions that you could encounter depending on the type of subdivision that you purchase into. So make sure you get that information and you read through it before you purchase it. The fifth consideration before buying a vacant lot is to look at utilities. Okay. First of all, if you're buying, especially a vacant piece of land, that's not in a subdivision, look into where the gas connection is. If there is one, look in to see where electric is, because this can get really costly if it's not anywhere near your home. You know, if you buy a 10 acre piece of farmland and there's no electric you're gonna have to pay to have that put in you'll have to add transformers and you could be spending thousands of dollars before you even have something that's ready to build on for electric um, that's obviously a big thing but for gas it can be even more expensive if there's not a gas main nearby then you might have to look at lp fuel and then you got to put in an lp tank have it filled all the time and then you're looking at all that cost of that fuel and that is quite a bit more expensive than natural gas or you may have to look at using a geothermal system, which we can cover in a different topic, but geothermal system would basically use the ground to heat the air in your home. And it's kind of a neat system, and that's uh, that's another topic for another day. But uh, you also need to consider, besides those utilities, is there phone? Is there cable? Uh, are you going to have to just get satellite where you're at? So make sure you look at that. Even new subdivisions, a lot of new subdivisions are not putting cable in them right away because the cable company will charge the developer a separate fee to put them in. So many times the developers will say, you know what, there's enough other options here. I'm not going to put cable in. Now, obviously, more people are streaming and using Internet. But again, some communities are fiber optic and you can have really great service. Others are not. So make sure you look at that. If you use the internet a lot at home, you're going to want to make sure that you have the right speeds, the right setup for you. And make sure you look into that before you buy. The sixth topic before buying vacant lot is to look at road access. And this is also an important issue because you, if you're buying especially a bigger piece of land, you got to make sure you're not landlocked and that you have access to the the site. Many times, if you're buying a bigger piece of land and it's on a county road, you need to get permission from the DOT to put a driveway in. And they're not going to let you necessarily put the driveway wherever you want. Now, if there's already an existing driveway to like a farmhouse that's getting torn down, more than likely you're going to be fine because 
they will always allow you to use an existing driveway. But if there is no access on the road, you need to look into that with the Department of Transportation to make sure that you can get the access where you need it. Um, the other thing would would be to look at sometimes you have situations where you've got a bigger piece of lot, maybe you have to have a shared driveway. So if you ever divvy up the property or there's a, a lot next to it, they may make you share your driveway with your neighbor and then you have to work out all sorts of agreements on that. So definitely look at that. The other thing you need to look at just for road access is the other things that you might need to add. If you're in a rural area, you might have to put in a culvert, which is basically a, a pipe covered in stone that your driveway goes over to let water flow underneath. So that's an additional expense. If you're in a city area, you might have concrete curb. You might have to cut into that curb. That gets expensive. You got to cut the concrete. You may have to refinish around it, and that can add expense to your house as well. Or if the curb cut is in the wrong spot from the house you want to build, now you've got to, um, again, do another curb cut and you've got to recurb part of the lot. It gets very expensive. The next item to consider before buying a vacant lot is easements. Easements are basically um, notes on your plat and they give people the right to access your property or an easement is also an area on your property that has limitations on it. So for instance, you could have a natural gas easement on your property, which would prohibit you from building on that section. You could also have your typical utility easements and those are standard in most developments because your gas and electric company needs an area to put in the utilities and then they also have the ability to dig those up whenever they need to to make improvements or repairs. So you have to understand those easements. You can also have things like drainage easements. Drainage easements would be areas where your lot is purposely depressed or lower than the rest of the lot and that is to allow water to drain effectively to a certain area. Um, you can also have easements. Um, we've had situations where you have a, a stormwater pond uh, that's an area that holds water and then you have an easement because you cannot put a well next to um, your stormwater pond. You have to have so many feet away from it. So a lot of times they'll put those kind of easements on a plat as well. If you're by a major road, they may have an easement 50 feet into your lot because they have the road right away. So you have to understand that even though that's your property and you have to maintain it, you may not have 100% ownership or access of everything. Those easements would affect your ownership and put limitations on it. The, the eighth thing, sorry, the eighth thing that we're going to consider is surveying. Surveying is something that's very important to look at as well. You need to be aware of your property boundaries when you're building. So looking at the plat or the survey will give you that information. And I definitely recommend to get a copy of the plat or a survey of the property. Many times on vacant lots, there isn't an individual survey, but you should be able to look at a plat. If the person you're buying it from does not have a plat, you can go to the register of deeds and get a copy of the plat and you can take a look at it. So make sure that you look at that. That will also have the easements on it. The next thing you're going to want to consider before buying a vacant lot is to look at drainage and flooding. Okay, so one of the things, especially if you can get a grading plan, that is absolutely phenomenal if you can get that because that will show you all, all the contours of the property. It'll show you the height of the land and you'll be able to see exactly um, you know, the differences in the areas of the lot as far as the height and how water will flow 
into the lot or away from the lot. You know, obviously if this lot is lower than the properties around it, water is going to be coming into your lot and you're going to probably need to raise the height of your basement so that you don't have water infiltrating into it. So if you see a lower lot, um, a lot of times that happens. Those are sometimes the last lots that are left are the ones that are kind of lower than the other ones. You could end up with some additional expense there because you've got to raise that basement up. You may have extra stone in there, those kind of things. Um, the other thing to look at too is just to make sure you know that there is some sort of proper drainage. And if you're not sure, that's a great time to get your builder involved and make sure that you know there is proper drainage or that they can build this lot without a lot of extra expense. The other thing to look at again with the uh, I say flooding, but it's also really the contours of the property is to to determine if you're going to have an exposed basement or not. So if your lot has a natural dip to it, you can expose the lower level. And what that means is that instead of having a full concrete wall there, you would have maybe a half wall and you could put some bigger windows in your basement, which is obviously an attractive option. Or if it really drops off, typically about seven or eight feet from the front of the home to the back of the home, then you can have what's called a walkout basement. And a walkout basement will allow a full patio door and you have complete egress access uh, from your basement to the ground, which is obviously a very desirable thing. So those grading plans, grading maps will all help with that. Again, sometimes you can see those contours on the county website, but they're not always quite as accurate as an actual grading plan. And the last and final thing that you're going to want to consider before you buy a vacant lot is permits. Definitely very important to check on permit fees in the area that you're going to build, as well as are there impact fees. So you may find the perfect lot and the restrictions all make sense and everything looks great. And then all of a sudden come to find out you go to the municipality and there's a $10,000 impact fee. And part of it goes to the parks, and part of it goes to the fire department, and part of it goes for sewer, part of it goes for water, and all of a sudden, you've got another $10,000 of expense. So it's really important to look at that. Also look at the cost of the permits and um, what you're going to need to pull there in that area. Again, this is a great time to engage a builder to make sure that they look into that for you. They can get a hold of the building inspectors and find out exactly what kind of things you're going to need to get and pull before you build on this home. And uh, some of these areas have bonds. So a bond is a, a, some money that you put aside. And after you complete your performance on it, they will give you some or all of that money back. So those are all things that, again, affect your budget. They affect the timing of your build. And it's really important to know. So I truly recommend this to anybody. If you take anything out of this podcast, take this one piece of advice. Before you buy that lot, make sure that you have a builder uh, that you are planning on working with or thinking about working with that you trust to look at that lot for you and make sure that they give you a heads up on all your expenses because the last thing you want to do is buy a lot then go into a builder and find out you cannot afford to build on that lot. So take that advice. It's very, very good advice and I would always recommend it. So I hope you guys have enjoyed the tips on what you need to know before buying a vacant lot. 
Of course, the home building hero is designed to be the hero for you guys and make sure that you don't make mistakes when you build your new home. So we thank you all for tuning in. And we ask that if you enjoy this topic or any of our topics to make sure to subscribe to this podcast and of course, share it with your friends, especially if you know somebody that's looking at building a new home. These are great resources for you guys. We put a lot of information in this so that you guys don't make mistakes because we don't want to see you have an issue when you're building a new home. So again, I'm your host, David Bellman with Bellman Homes, and I thank you for tuning in. And of course, we have new podcasts coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I want to thank you again for tuning in and have a great day. Mm -hmm.